0: you're listening to the bob and bo show here are your hosts ty bob ty Bo, and sean
1: here we are kansas city your dynasty of a kansas city chiefs team has just won its second super bowl In four years. And even still, we have media pundits that doubt us. The people that talk, they they can't just let us enjoy our win. There has to be a bunch of negative things being said about the team as we've experienced throughout this 2022 season. So I'm just going to go ahead and get this off our chest, out of the way, my top five media narratives of this season regarding the Chiefs. Number 5. As we all know, every offseason specifically the Chargers get touted as as the as the best team in the AFC, AFC West. Justin they think Justin Herbert has what it takes, but the stacked AFC West coming into the season, you know, they loaded up with pass rushers, they loaded up with wide receivers, they loaded up with talent in general to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And what happened? Everybody thought we were going to struggle. There were people that had us at fourth in the AFC West coming into the season. And we went 6-0 and o in the AFC West? What? What? Couldn't be. Number four. We had too many rookie guys. Too many rookie contributors. Too much, too much inexperience on the team. Karloftis, Pacheco, Sky Moore. Josh Williams, Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie, Brian Cook, Leo Chennault. It was fantastic to watch them develop this year, and there's no doubt about who won this last draft. In the Super Bowl, we have however many players I just listed, up, listed off. They all contributed in that game. They all had played a part in what got us to the Super Bowl. We got their best football as the season came got down to the most crucial points we put that to rest pretty easily number three our special teams play Harrison Bugger and Sky Moore and all of our other punt returners that have made mistakes this year you know we weren't we didn't look good on special teams through most of the regular season and that was supposed to hurt us in the playoffs but Andy Reed stuck with his guys Sky Moore got put in a unique position to get back out there on part return in the playoffs and everybody delivered. Harrison, Busker, Harrison Bucker missed one field goal in the Super Bowl, but we got the dub. He made his field goals when it counted in the playoffs and especially the Super Bowl. Number two, the ongoing conversation of Mahomes versus the field of quarterbacks. Whoever may end up in the AFC Championship game with us, oh, This guy is without a doubt a better quarterback. The numbers don't say it. Nothing says it. There's nothing that can argue with the fact that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game. Jalen Hurts just made his best case. Jalen Hurts had a fantastic game. But when you talk about the class of quarterback in the NFL, it's Mahomes versus everybody else. Watch him play on a restructured ankle next year. we can rebuild him number one my favorite narrative of the entire season because you didn't go a game you didn't go a game without hearing an announcer mention it you didn't go a week without hearing an analyst on TV mentioning it. no Tyreek what was Pat going to do without Tyreek this offense is going to look so different without Tyreek yeah it did look different It looked better. Nobody believed in the wide receiver room that we threw together in the offseason. And they built the rapport, the chemistry needed to win football games. It wasn't always the perfect machine in the regular season, but it looked damn good in the playoffs. And Philly didn't necessarily have an answer for it in the Super Bowl. And that was, that was it. All the shit that's been talked on Kansas City is now off my chest. <laughs> Note to the media, shut your mouth and
0: know your role. <laughs> I mean, this, I was I was part of that. We've talked about it. I was part of that. I thought it was the Bills' year. I thought the Rams were going back.
2: This guy on a Chiefs podcast shows the Bills to win the Super Bowl. And we sit here one day after the Super Bowl – as champions on a Chiefs podcast. Somebody boo this man. He said we
1: were going to be boo... He said we were going to be first round exits in the playoffs. Regardless of what round it is, whatever round we made it to, we would lose the first game of the playoffs.
2: You have little faith.
0: At the end of the day, It doesn't matter. They went out and did their thing. Patrick Mahomes, two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time NFL Super Bowl champion. Kansas City, that's your third one overall. Like Tybo said, two times in the last four. And there are many, many,
1: many more to come. When you get to the list of franchises with multiple Super Bowls, those at three and above are—it's a very short list. We we move ourselves into an entirely different category
0: We're going to break down this game, but i I want to I want to share in some excitement because we did this in what many pundits called and myself called soft reset. This was done with nine rookies being massive contributors, eight rookies being massive contributors. This was a, with, with, with veterans on prove it deals who we thought we were going to cut at the end of this season. We still might. Who knows? And yet we're still going to end off or start the next season with $80 million in cap space. It could skyrocket all the way up to 120 to the fourth most with nine draft picks that can be moved around to make sure that we are getting star quality to fill up the gaps that may still be there. Be excited, Kansas City. This is just won 38-5, and we've got many more. (laughs) (laughs) 38-35.
2: Nate Burleson called that
1: exactly right before the game, too.
0: Bart Scott did as well. Bart Scott,
2: man. Bart Scott called
0: it. He called it. It was Nate Burleson.
2: Uh, maybe I looked at it wrong. Nathan Bart Scott. Bart Scott didn't even think we were going to make the playoffs. So,
1: oh no, I was, it was, he was Nate Burleson. one. He was one. He Sorry. was one of the it last. It was Nate Burleson. He, yeah, I yeah, think you yeah. may think they look similar, which means you're racist. No, I know they're
2: completely different.
1: No, I'm talking to He's the talking guy who thought it was oh. Bart Scott. No, nah, Nate Burleson is the one that called that. Thirty-eight, thirty-five. Yeah. Pat Mahomes MVP. Like it. I would have personally
0: liked to have seen uh, Nick Bolton as the MVP. I think if he had gotten that second touchdown, he definitely would have been the MVP. Um, It's always going to go to the quarterbacks from now on unless you get this massive multiple turnover game by a defensive player with amazing stats. Um, And, yeah, Pat led the drives to get it done. I thought Nick Bolton leading the defense – against the Eagles offense making them turn the ball over when they aren't turnover prone during any other game uh and being able to just command out there on the field in his second season um i i think that granted him in my mind i think that would have granted him the the Super Bowl MVP
1: yeah in in previous Super Bowls you know let's let's you know Old timey football guys like seventies, eighties, nineties. That stat line: nine tackles, a defensive touchdown, on a fumble recovery. Uh, that's that would get you pretty darn close to being the Super Bowl MVP. Um, especially when Pat didn't have over two hundred yards.
0: Let's not forget. That's not just nine tackles. That's eight solo in one one combination tackle. I mean the guy was
1: all but, over But tackles but tackles aren't a aren't a real defense or aren't a good uh defensive stat to grade defensive players off of like wherever it, I said that really poorly, but like there's people out there that don't think tackle like number of tackles you have is like a significant stat. I think
0: it can definitely uh uh it it's definitely can be an inflated stat. Uh, I think there's others that can help bolster, but like, yeah, you, you, a dude walks away with that many tackles, you're going to have no choice but to take a look at him.
1: It means he's around the ball. Exactly. And that's where you make plays on defense, when you're around the ball.
0: Sean, you were saying pre-show, you got nervous during this game. When, where, and why?
2: When, late second quarter, where after we got stopped at the third 15, why? Because Patrick got his ankle rolled up again. Immediately got up, started limping off the field, went to the sideline. Looked in like some pretty good pain. But he came out in the second half ready to go. I don't know what they did in the locker room. They say they didn't do anything to him. They didn't shoot him up with anything, but could have fooled me. He looked completely fine in the second <laughs> half. Look,
0: look, totally different.
2: It's those perks, man.
0: Uh yeah, Tybo and I were at, at my house with some friends over and made some food and we were getting yelled at the entire game by a Giants fan and a Broncos fan. Uh, so that was an interesting game to be a part
1: of. My next Super Bowl party I'm going to, I'm gonna make sure it's just Chiefs fans, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was getting pretty annoyed. <laughs> I can tell. No, it was fun. It was a good time. I never you lost did, faith, but pad pad I pad mean, it was it was a, it was a terrible sight to see with Pat limping off the field like that.
0: It was a nervy time. You can't you can't have that. And and also for for something like that to happen, it can't happen at a better time. Right before you go into halftime, um, only giving up three points. Like everything that led. Up to that point and right after was just it, – it was the perfect time. I think it reali- it made everybody realize we need to get our stuff together so that this doesn't happen again, so that we can protect Patrick Mahomes, give up zero sacks, give up almost no pressures and a couple of hits. Like, Dude, th- that was a rallying point for the entire team, and that was an
1: amazing sight to see. What were some and- of your favorite – oh, go ahead. Well, Eagles fans would have thought that, you know, this is about to be an ass whooping. This is this is we got them right where we want them. We have more than flipped the possession going into halftime. So Chiefs getting the ball back at half only uh, gets them kind of back into the game instead of a, a blowout on their side. You know, if we if we're up by ten points going into half and you get the ball back, you know that's a that's a scary situation. But the Eagles did their job in the first half, flipping the possession. And go, getting up on us, you know, they did what they had to do, even with a defensive touchdown um, on our side. Um, so they they played an incredible game. And it, they, I'm sure if we had an Eagles fan with us, it would have been a thousand times worse. Because, uh, it, you know, it me in that situation on a winning team, you know, I probably would have been pretty cocky, been pretty confident that we were going to win that game. Um
0: i know uh, oh I lost my question on that one.
2: Some of your favorite uh, moments from the
0: game? Is that what yeah. you're going for? Uh, yes. Some of the favorite moments from this
1: game. Every time Ooh. Pacheco ran the ball.
2: Wow.
1: It was great. Because it wasn't even just it wasn't just about his effort and the way he runs the ball. The offensive line, you know, we hardly had any runs under three yards. The yards, Isaiah Pacheco's yards per carry was insane for the Super Bowl. Uh, they ate, and they ate well. 5.1 yards a carry.
2: How about that use of the run game and the clock management by Andy? Now, I know it hasn't been talked about in a few years, but remember when Andy first got of here and it's time in Philly. So bad. Biggest thing. Andy has terrible clock management. Clock management. And well, he what had did he that, do against his former team? He Perfect had Clark that uh,
1: monkey on his back coming out of Philadelphia, too. He, he made some really bad clock management decisions with them.
0: I would say probably one of my favorite moments in this game had to have been the last couple of drives where Juju got fed to see a guy who really like fought his ass off all season for a one year contract. And it seems like winning, like he, he's one of those guys that it's more about winning than it is about anything else. And yeah, the, like the money's going to come with it regardless, but it seems like he, his will to just want to win is means more than all the other business stuff. And to see him work his ass off all year, get injured and like not really get fed kind of the rest of the season into the playoffs. He was super quiet. Three quarters through this game, you're like, man, Juju, he's just out there taking space. Like, he, obviously, he's he's taking like a little bit of the coverage and, and and making it easier on some other guys. But he's not doing nothing. And then, boom, just the lights turn on for him and he's getting two, three passes back to back to back, making a couple guys miss, move the ball down the field, and uh be able to get us into some situations that were good, man. That like those moments. That's what I loved. That was great. And Corn Dog, You can't forget Corndog. <laughs>
1: that was that was brilliant game planning. That was brilliant like detective work by our offensive squad. Um, that's in charge of play calling and and preparing uh, the enemy, I know had a big part in that, but, uh, somebody looked at film against, uh, Eagles Jaguars and we figured out something in their defensive scheme that we could exploit. And we did it to them twice. (laughs) They, they couldn't even make the in game adjustment. So, you know, we, there, it was kind of an obvious take to make, but, I was correct. We saw some offensive plays that we hadn't seen at all this season. Um, and hats off to the crew that develops those plays, man, because it's fun to watch.
0: How you got two defensive coordinators and get beat by the same play in the Super Bowl?
2: <laughs> How do you scout out a guy who's never beat the Chiefs to help you out on defense?
0: I. So that's the funny thing is Vic Fangio was actually brought in to help the offense. I don't know if I'll, he, he, was in, he was, was brought in. He was legitimately brought in. He was brought in to help the offense because he had gone against the Kansas City Chiefs so many times. He supposedly knew the ins and outs of our defense. And well, I mean, to be honest, he helped out their offense and and he did a good job. He didn't help with their defense at all. It was all with the offensive scheming, and he did. He did a really good job. I'm um, 35 points. No joke. True. They were in it the whole time and they knew exactly what they had to do. They honestly the the defense played well, but they still whipped their tail in between those sticks. They were able to take control the ball, uh, of of the game, the line of scrimmage, um get us, you know, beat down a couple couple long field plays. Um one of the things you were talking about Tybo was the time of possession. And um, like part of that was due to uh, the defensive touchdown that took away an entire offensive possession. So the guys were out on the field and dog tired before the end of the first half. But even if we don't get that defensive touchdown, you put Patrick Mahomes out on that field uh, and, and he gets that drive. Yeah. I still think we get our tail whipped in the time of the possession battle. Like, I, don't, I don't think it was really going to make that massive of a difference. And so Vic Fangio hats off to you. Maybe you should be an offensive coordinator.
1: They they really executed the way I thought we w- we were uh, controlling the clock, uh, keeping lengthy drives going. You know, I th- I thought we were uh, we were put in the position that we had to score quicker at times. You know, we we had great lengthy drives um, at times, but I, I definitely thought that the Eagles did a better job of stringing together the longer possessions. Um, obviously, that showed up on the time of possession clock. And I thought that's what we were going to do. I thought that's how we were going to beat the Eagles, and they were going to have to make the big plays uh, to come back. But flip the script on us, right? But it don't matter. Defensively,
0: uh, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. Honestly, I had forgotten LeJarius Sneed was out on the field until I looked at the stat sheet. For some reason, I don't know why I didn't. It didn't register. I, they just didn't attack his side or you know him wherever
1: he was at. I mean, well, that's a smart move. And Justin Reed was making hits like he was, so he was commanding <laughs> a lot of attention from us. That's <laughs> true. You no, know, you want uh, to talk about great moments? Uh, it's been uh, posted on Twitter uh, from a couple different accounts, but Mitch Holtus's call on the uh, Colin Saunders sack, uh, sir. Binks or whatever he calls himself now. Binksy two uh, times. Binksy two times. Uh, shouted out Mitch Holtis, Uh Quote tweeted the video. Uh, but that was a major moment in the game, um, and he's he's on pretty. Mitch Holtis with the call is is pretty on the nose. Like that's what started the whole attitude momentum shift, and the comeback. I am I am dumbfounded about how this Chiefs
0: defense played, just where it's come from, and it happens every year. I don't know how we figure. I I'm still not a Spags fan, but individually these guys had fantastic performances. Uh, a guy like Leo Chenault, I saw a, a, a stat earlier. He had six tackles. I think he was on the field um, for nine or 12 it was either 9 or 12 uh run snaps run defense snaps and he had or he was on the field for nine run defense snaps he had three tackles on running plays and on each of those three running plays he met his man at 0.3 yards past the line of scrimmage
2: Humongous game from him
0: we are the older that guy gets i mean this is going to be a defense to fear with as young as they are chris jones far and away is he's getting a, i think he's getting more than aaron jones money this year <laughs> i think you're looking at a defensive tackle who may be getting
1: 31 32 million dollars well if he hasn't cemented himself as the number one defensive tackle in the sport of football right now he certainly has an argument for it, so he's got that leverage when negotiating whatever
2: contract.
0: Frank Clark had a fantastic postseason. We were hoping to see him sacks, make, come his, on. <laughs> make his mark with at least two and a half to tie it, three, uh, three to take the sack record for the postseason. We do still have him under contract for the next year. Do you guys see us bringing him back? Um, given, I mean, his postseason like speaks him? for itself. I I think there's going to have to be a rework of the contract that's that's due for him because he's still due over, I think it's like roughly $20 million. Like,
1: oof. Somewhere in that range, give or take a few. You know, uh, I wouldn't mind to lengthen that out and keep him on the team even if he turns into a mentor later on, um, keep the shark around. I think it's a smart move. Mr. February. Either
0: either way, man, you look at this team and you go, all right, the defense is solidified. The defense is solid. You've got got young guys and guys on long-term contracts. You don't have to worry about it. This is the year that we go. I'm not going that far. I I I mean, just gonna sit there, sit right here, and I'm not going that far. You you still we need some depth pieces. We still need a defensive end. Like what I'm saying is, for the most part, like we don't need to go out and get nine more DBs. We don't need to go out and like fix our linebacking core. Like we've got our pieces now. It's one piece here. We need some uh, some depth. Some depth here, things like that. Like the guys that we have are going to make a name for themselves. The the like this year's focus was defense. We go out and we get all these defensive guys that we need. This upcoming season's focus is going to be solidifying the offense as much as we solidified last this this season's defense. Being able to bring in guys, get them on long term contracts, and and keep everybody on a solid foundational basis. That way we can continue this this
1: run of of performances um, in the playoffs? Well, I I really think there's three premier positions that we need to get better at. And two of them are not on offense. Defensive, defensive end, pass rusher in general. uh, And then a defensive back. I think, I think if there's a, a, as talent as good as Trent McDuffie, available in early early rounds or wherever we feel like that's because I mean, Jalen Watson and Josh Williams we got late in the draft and performed. They got better. They developed really well as the season went on. So, if there's more pieces to add for the secondary, and there's a and there's a pass rusher out there, whether that's free agency or in the draft, we got to get them. And then on offense, it's wide receiver. The I love the core. I love who we have. There's nothing wrong with adding elite talent to help you out. We need, as especially with the injury-prone guys that we have, Kadarius Tony and Juju Smith-Schuster, we need as many bodies as we can get.
0: There will be plenty, plenty more to come um, as we get through the off-season. Combine is coming up then we'll have the draft which I think the three of us are definitely going to try to be at uh at least for a good portion of it um but man we've got the parade coming up on Wednesday all the schools in Kansas City have already been called off for Wednesday all the kids are getting out everybody's going uh I think it's I, I don't know man it's supposed to also be like a rainy big snowy day uh, between Wednesday and Thursday It'll be, it'll be a wild sight to see if it's going to be um, uh, bigger than the last one, if the turnout will be bigger than the last one, uh, or if it'll be a little bit smaller if if the
1: city is getting complacent. My uh, my boss let the, the whole crew off work on Wednesday. Nice. nice. I didn't get to go to the first parade, so definitely going to this one. Congratulations. You know, I I want to bring it back to the media real quick and pose you guys a question uh, because we're not getting out of this podcast without talking about the holding call. Okay, there's there's a couple camps out there. Basically, I want to ask you guys: Do you think specifically for this play, do you think it should have been called? Or and then follow up: Do you think that in a game like the Super Bowl and in the playoffs in the NFL? that the refs should act more so along – if it's a questionable call, don't throw it. Or if the call is close, don't throw it.
2: For one, uh, it definitely should have been a holding. Uh, They should have definitely showed a different view of it because they were showing the backside view of it, and that was not the main holding that was taking place as far as I saw. First holding was was on the cutout. Right. We really see that from that angle, and uh, it goes in hand in hand with if they didn't call it, we'd be up in arms as well. Situation like that. If it's that blatant, you have to call it. If he was a little bit smoother with it, if he got away with it. Don't call it. But if you see it that easily and it enters in that much, you have to call in that situation no matter what the game is. It sucks for some, but.
0: I like to think like I'm usually pretty like like liberal in the way that I want them to call penalties. Like I want the game to be played a little bit. Um more more physically, um more chippy, allow guys to to get in on each other. Um the thing is is when it's blatant and it was blatant. Let's not like a lot of people out there saying, this is not in the moment that you call it. No, this is the exact moment that you call it. There was probably quite a few that should have been called, and they weren't. They just weren't. That doesn't mean that the refs didn't do a good job. I thought that they let most of it happen. But when you get into the big moments, if it is going to completely disrupt the play – then you have to call it. And it was. It completely disrupted the play. If Juju is not held by James Bradbury right there, it is a wide-open, walk-in touchdown. There's no if ands, buts about it. If his jersey is not pulled, if James Bradbury doesn't wrap both arms around him and stop his momentum off of the line, that is a walk-in, unimpeded touchdown. James Brad Bradbury is burnt off the line of scrimmage. There's no question about it. You have to call it.
1: Now there's some other and, and Mahomes is making a different pass there. Like he's not trying to get the penalty. Right. He's going to throw it to Juju. That's and that's the
0: other thing is like that's where these penalties are starting to go in the league. You see it much like the 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 flops in the NBA is they're selling it. They're selling it. You sell it in the NBA. You have to figure out a different way to sell it in the NFL. You know how you sell it in the NFL? The quarterback. Draws the attention by the referees within the play of the game. If he throws it anywhere else, the flag's not going to be called. They're not going to throw the flag. The penalty's not out there. If Patrick Mahomes goes anywhere else to it, but he saw it, so he throws it and he averts the he draws the attention to it, and so it has to be called. And it's there. There, there were a ton of other penalties. I know there was holding and uh, DPIs and OPIs that were com- clearly missed and probably should have been called. Um, but like, it never gets to that situation where this is an issue. If you call the nine blatant false start penalties on the right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, that is a drive kill. There were nine. He almost went into double. There were, and there were some more so egregious
1: than others. There were some that lo- were almost simultaneous with the ball snap, but he still he was still beating everybody else off like off the line. Um, there was a couple in there that were really, really bad. <laughs>
0: and I, hats off to Carl Sheffers, a guy who is known for wanting to make his name anytime the spotlight can call for it. The guy averaged less penalties than he throws in a regular season game. So congratulations to you, Carl Sheffers. Uh, I guarantee it was Roger Goodell that got into your ass and told you, hey, I I just stood up for you on the stage right before the Super Bowl. <laughs> and said the officiating is better than it's ever been i need you to back off today and he did and i, I think for the most part uh from from a from a former collegiate athlete's point of view i think that game was called about as well as you would want from a player standpoint
1: yeah i i think you summarized most of my thoughts probably pretty well i if it's a, if it's directly affecting the play it needs to be called. And if it's really, really egregious, it probably needs to be called. But there is an added element in big games like this. Do you, like, the the refs are going to think twice before before
2: grabbing that yellow flag. And don't forget, if you want to complain about this being the reason that you lost the game, Eagles fans – don't let Patrick Mahomes score 24 points in the second half against you. It's that simple.
0: Now, there, there were a lot more reasons why the Eagles didn't win this game than a couple of flags. And, and, and mo- there are quite a few fans out there that do realize that. Um, but I, I think it's mainly fans of other fan of other teams. And that's fine. You just hate us. Um, and, and I'll agree. I will agree. What is it a penalty? Yes. Do you call it there because it impeded the play directly? Yes. Is it a shitty way for the game to end? Much like Mina Kimes said to Taibo there uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Um, matter of fact, I think I think Taibo. I think he wanted to say something. Yeah. I
1: I was just scrolling and seeing a lot of the penalty talk on my timeline, and because I actually follow Mina Kimes, I took. A little bit of a jab at her because of what I thought she was saying in a tweet, but I am, I am sorry that I misinterpreted uh, what you were saying. It was, uh, it was an impulsive decision of mine. It uh, that that tweet that jab was probably more deserved for Richard Sherman or Will Compton, but I don't follow them. I don't necessarily like either of them and like listening to what they have to say. Um, I do follow you, Mina Kimes. So if you hear this, um, uh, I am sorry and you only got it because I do follow you and generally like what you have to say. So that I love my that is my apology.
0: <laughs> I love Vader. Uh, but Will Compton,
1: you <laughs> suck, uh your takes suck, your podcast sucks. Do something I kinda I, I kinda like busting with the boys up until I saw how Will Compton was reacting during the Super Bowl. Hey, that's why Will Compton did
2: not get year, year 10.
1: And, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and uh, I've never been a big fan of Richard Sherman. No. Except for his things- interview uh, after they tried him with sorry ass Crabtree. Yeah, that was fire. <laughs> that was, that funny. was fire.
0: That was awesome. <laughs> great moments, man. Great, great yeah. Super Bowl moments. Uh, th- there are many more to come. There are so many more to come. Andy Reid not retiring. I think we have seen the last of this trio in Kansas City with Eric Bieniemy. Uh, he, he's he's out one way or another. Eric Bieniemy is not coming back to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's possible that Steve Spagnuolo is gone either a, a head coaching position. Uh, or retires. I personally don't see him coming back. Sean uh, was letting me know earlier uh, that he's looking at some head coaching opportunities, but I just don't. I, I think it's, it's bad. Probably...
2: He's looking to get it back into head coaching eventually. Not that people are looking at him, but he definitely wants the second opportunity. Yeah, so he's I he's going to stick around for that. The, 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 the quote: 70s. I mean,
1: he's trying to keep his job here. But... I
0: don't oh, think he's in his seventies. Spax is pretty
1: is kind of getting up there. I think he's older than Andy. I think it's going to be hard to get rid of him.
2: It's going to be extremely hard to get rid of I, him. There's
1: no, there's no real reason we can fire him. No. no and there's, I'm just there's crossing no my fingers that the enemy's getting a different job.
2: The enemy's going to the commanders.
0: He, he, and, he and Andy are the same age. He's only 63. I thought he was way older than that.
2: So he's not the same age as Andy. Andy's 64.
0: 60, oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Uh is there anything else, guys, that uh you wanna you wanna talk about or discuss from the Super Bowl? I mean, I'm just uh, I'm still, yeah. Two and, two and I four years, it. man. I'm baffled.
2: So last time we won the Super Bowl, the world was shut down with COVID. We won the Super Bowl this time, what's the world gonna get shut down with that? World or War Three. three. Probably. 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 Thanks. Or the for sure. Chernobyl type event that happened in Ohio, the train wreck.
0: Is that is that why they um I, I did hear about that. Is that why they uh, had the uh, airspace I haven't heard about this? Um, so I know during the weekend, um the the military had closed off airspace over one of the Great Lakes. Ohio, is that yeah. because of this? Yeah. Okay, so go ahead, Sean, because you probably know more than I do. I haven't looked. Into I don't know it exactly
2: yet. what it was, but it was a big train carrying something. Some type of chemicals, very deadly. I don't know how it happened, but the train ended up crashing. They had like a controlled explosion burn or whatever. This thing is reaching over 100 miles away from where it crashed at. It's getting up into the clouds. The rain is coming down, destroying people's cars over 70 miles away. Like, so whoa, if I was like a movie on
1: Netflix about something, yeah, like. Uh,
0: if I heard about this right, so it is it is a train depot that carries like nuclear waste and nuclear mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, like things. I, I don't know exactly what nuclear thing, nuclear things. things. We make um, things. We make them nuclear. OK, don't ask questions. exactly what we do. That's exactly what Ohio does. Uh, And so it's a it's a small portion in Ohio where uh the trains, I believe, are still basically running off of like Civil War technology. They don't necessarily have good brakes. The maintenance on them is very poor. And uh, I think the part of their reasoning behind that is because they're messing with things that are nuclear and it's hard to dispose of or keep things well maintenance. That's probably their stance on it. Um, doesn't mean that that's correct by anyways, but wh- what's happening is, is there breaks. What, Sean?
2: The workers are even saying that they are overworked, they're underpaid, they are having shit equipment, and no one is yes. doing a single thing about it.
0: Right, and so that's that's where I was going is is they've okay. been complaining about this. Okay, I was <laughs> I wasn't saying the workers, more so like the company' is, stances is yeah. that, and so the workers are overpaid, over underpaid, overworked and um, uh, it came down to faulty equipment that they're running it so fast the brakes couldn't stop and these trains uh, are are running off the tracks and dumping this nuclear production all over and and that's where it's causing harm to yeah,
2: I thought you didn't know much about this you didn't (laughs) (laughs) or is it going to be an alien invasion? we've shot down four UAPs in the last week (laughs)
1: That's what I'm hoping for. Alien Invasion sounds cool. Alien? Does it? I don't know. That doesn't it sounds sound. much cooler than melting due to, like, acid well, rain. Yeah. <laughs> it does, but thinking of the
0: things that uh, that aliens <laughs> do in the movies. What it, kind of podcast do we have again? Uh, this is exactly what it's going to be like in the off-season when we're not talking about <laughs> football. So. If this is the sort of rambling junk that you guys like, uh, make sure you stick around. We're, we're definitely going to do our... our um, our interviews with coaches we're working with some possible players maybe i don't know hush hush uh but we will have we will have other fan bases on here to talk about things but when there's not an interview we're going to be sitting down just the three of us friends talking a bunch of shit bouncing around so if that's something that you might be interested make sure that you stick around for that
2: and your friends tell your family tell everybody you know alien invasion is like highly
1: unlikely because like you think they're gonna get Travel, have the technology to travel all the way to Earth and get shot down by Net Twenty Two.
2: Yeah, not gonna happen. Especially just over the USA. Yeah. Just, just like Moses is just gonna
1: hand throw a missile up there and blow them up. Maybe not most of the stars, but a lot of the stars that we see off in the distance at night are already dead because like the light is still traveling towards us. Most of the civilizations out there are already dead. We're the last ones left. <laughs>
0: This that's dark. And <laughs> what the Chiefs are you doing here, man? Super Bowl champs. You over here talking about death of?
1: Chiefs. I'm not talking about death of anything. I'm just saying we're the we're yes. the last standing civilization in the universe, and the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions on the one God's so green earth.
0: We're not only champions of it's the kind world of brown now. But we're champions of the universe. Is the that Chiefs what are
1: champions of the universe. That's exactly
0: <laughs> what I was. Leading into. Yes, sir. I'll take it, baby. Listen, there's a lot of stuff coming up uh through the offseason. Make sure you stick around. Uh Tybo sounds like he's gonna go get us some content down at the parade. So that'll be some fun. We'll uh <laughs> stop
2: stop leading on me for content. <laughs> is a
0: content king. Content king Tybo. I don't king I don't get a know of Did
2: you get a picture of Tybo at your Super Bowl party? they didn't. Oh, Lexi, Lexi did.
0: Oh, Lexi did perfect. I'll
2: get it to you. We need yeah. to post that. We need to post that. Yeah, that's that'll that'll go I don't perfectly. know if the
1: angle she was sitting down to took a picture. I don't know if the angle's be <laughs> It doesn't great. matter.
2: It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know if any angle's good.
0: It's Everybody all right. needs to see that. Come
1: on. Come on. <laughs> I was wearing something that hid my gut, okay? <laughs> you always look good, bro. Thanks. He was lifting guys up.
0: Your Chiefs you? are 2022-2023 20, 20, Super Bowl champions.
2: On a South rebuild. On a soft rebuild. You can't rebuild. take it away from us.
0: And we start the process the all over again in just a few months. Five straight game AFC mates. championship games. We're the new We're Pats. The Everybody hates us. Bring it on. Everybody. Sean Payton, you ain't shit. We'll see you next year. Don't try to As dull our shine. As always, go Chiefs. The, the Chiefs! The Chiefs! Chiefs. Super Bowl <laughs> <my diamond>. Super <laughs>